Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, Joel Malkin here for WJNO.com and 1055online.com. Um, I don't know, but seems like kind of a slow weekend at theaters based on the movies that are out. Movies. But we will check in right now with the man you hear speaking uh, before he was spoken to, but that's okay. We, we forgive him. It's Hap Burstein with PalmBeachArtsPaper.com. You just can't control these critics. Am I allowed to speak now? <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, Joel, have you ever watched a TV series called This Is Us? I have not. It's a very popular ensemble drama that keeps illustrating that death lurks just around the corner. Oh, my God. This is, that's a horrible idea for a show. So it's so depressing. Green Bananas. Well, it actually has uplift to it. Its creator, Dan Fogelman, has now graduated to the big screen with a similar sort of movie called Life Itself. Well, wait a minute. Before you go further, I know that name. He's had to have done some movies before. He, he made one called... Uh, Oh gosh! I just something I just, that I something that I've seen. There's one movie he, he made. I'll hunt it down while you're talking. And it was a good one, actually. This is his second film. You're absolutely right. Anyway, this one takes place in New York and Spain, with characters and storylines that seem to have nothing in common, yet they're linked in surprising ways. And yes, life itself is the subject. And yes, characters that we grow to have great affection for die along the way. Some of them quite violently. Now, as you often do, if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, you'll see this movie has an abysmal rating of 21%. (laughs) The film is being beaten up by critics for being far-fetched, manipulative, kind of mawkish. I can see what they mean, but I think moviegoers will enjoy the emotional roller coaster ride it sends us on. It's got a terrific cast, including Oscar Isaac, Annette Bening, Mandy Patinkin, and Antonio Banderas, a terrific cast. The movie has a literary quality that takes a little while to get used to, but as you'll eventually see, that's part of the point. Now, I really don't want to get more specific about this film, but I hope moviegoers, particularly This Is Us fans, will give it a try. Did you find the other movie he did? All right, so he's uh, he's worked on a couple. It depends on what you're, no, you know. He, he directed another good so, film. So he directed, um, and now I moved on. He's got some pretty, he's done a lot of TV. Yeah. He directed Danny Collins with right. Al Pacino. Right, right. Um, this is the uh, over-the-hill rock star trying to reconnect with his and, and that movie to me was just okay. But uh, the I movie like that he was involved in that I really liked um, and he didn't direct it, but uh, he was an executive producer and maybe a writer. If I could find, I'm looking at his uh, Internet Movie Database uh, yeah. info here, and I'm scrolling through. He's got uh, he's got a lot of work. Right. Got a lot of work. Um, he's he's mainly known for his TV thing. But Danny Collins, I thought was a good film, and Life itself, but, I liked. I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the minority on this one. But he was involved in the Guilt Trip. Okay. With, uh, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, he was an ex- executive producer of The Guilt Trip. I, which, God knows what that means he did. That's not really his stuff. This is, this is his thing. Um, all right, so he's, so, okay. So, uh, yeah, all right, then that's, we'll, we'll go with it. We'll go with that. But let's look at the writer stuff. So this is us, obviously, right, the TV right. stuff. Uh, he's done some more TV stuff, grandfathered, which uh, didn't last very long. Uh, 
was a it was a sitcom. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, hang on, I'll tell you. Well, you'll know the name involved. Uh, it, uh, John Stamos was was in it. So go oh, go figure. Um, it didn't last. And a few others uh, co-wrote. Also wrote uh, Danny Collins. He wrote but didn't direct the movie Last Vegas. Also with Al Pacino. I like that one too. He did write that. Uh, he that wrote. Was, uh, now, I don't know if he co-wrote it or Freeman what. and Kevin Klein. Right, and it was an Al Pacino in that, or am I getting confused? I think I think it's a bunch of uh, similarly aged people. It could be. Okay, maybe not. Maybe he's not maybe. in that. But uh, but uh, you know the elder uh, elder statesman of Hollywood. Exactly. Uh, Crazy exactly. Stupid Love, which was a great movie. I he like was. He has too. a writing credit for that. Oh man! And we won't hold it against him that he has a writing credit for Cars, I just Cars hope Two. This one does well enough that they give him more chances to make movies. Yeah. But I knew the name. I was like, I know that name. You're thinking of Dan Fogelberg. I know. Well, no, a, a, a good Jew does not does, does not miss a Jewish name. Well, there you go. You know. All right. What else do you have? All right. On the other hand, there's a movie that looks headed for the top of this week's box office that I didn't much care for. It's a family-friendly film called The House with a Clock in Its Walls. Mm. Directed, curiously enough, by Eli Roth. Really? Known for the gory hostile. So it's got a sinister side to it, for sure. It does. Recent Brutal Death Wish remake. It concerns a recently orphaned 10 year old named Lewis who gets shipped off to Michigan to live with his uncle Jonathan, played by relatively toned down Jack Black. It's just that Jonathan happens to be a warlock, and his house is haunted by a ticking time bomb of a clock hidden somewhere in the walls. Yeah, just like the title says. Lewis is a bookish kid. His favorite book is his dictionary. So he has a lot of trouble adjusting to his new surroundings and new school. Instead, he pals with his uncle and the next-door neighbor, a witch named Florence, played by the great Kate Blanchett, who looks really uncomfortable here. God knows why she got involved with this one. Money? Could be money. There you go. Now, Roth dollops on the special effects in the house, which gives the movie sort of a Harry Potter feel to it. I'm not at all sure who this movie will appeal to. It's probably a little too scary for kids, not scary enough for adults, certainly not scary enough for you. I just know I found it very tedious. Uh, I think this was a book. Oh, I'm, I'm looking sure it, it up was. now. It was I'm a sure book, was. and that explains, you know, you got a kid in there that was, uh, you know, that, that uh, as you say, reedy, likes to read. And, and I think they do that a lot with, with some of these books, especially the movies aimed toward kids. Did you try mm-hmm. to remember who was it? Walden Media was doing a lot of movies at one point, And, you right. know, right. somewhere along the way in the movie was like a theme of, you know, hey, reading is good. You know, well, I mean, the best thing about the Harry Potter series is that it got so many kids to become avid readers. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's uh, this I guess has its positive side. It's just, it goes on and on. Seen the previews many times for this, and my only thought, besides the fact that oh God, why is Jack Black in something else? Um, <laughs> Money. Well, I'm saying, why do I have to? Oh, you know, I see. But um, uh, but it's it, not. It's curiously it, not the oversized, ridiculous Jack Black. It looked like it looks like almost a horror film for kids. Yeah, yeah, I guess that says it. Um, uh, and then when you say Eli Roth, that kind of solidifies that, because that's what he does best. Absolutely, that's what uh, he does. You know, now he wants to show his other side. His, his, uh, but it's got that horror feel to it. Yeah, horror is a little, little strong. Well, it's, it's spooky. Right, well, okay. Well, we can okay. argue semantics all day. Okay, speaking of... No, I won't go there. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little, little freaky out. A little Harry Potterish, but safe for the kids. Also guaranteed to be divisive is the latest political documentary from Oscar winner Michael Moore. 
you knew it was a matter of time before he took aim at Donald Trump, and that time is now. The film, called Fahrenheit 11-9, is by its title, obviously linked to Moore's documentary on George W. Bush, which was called Fahrenheit 9-11. And I suspect a lot of his audience is going to be confused and say, uh, didn't I see this one already? Anyway, with his signature dark, signature dark humor, Moore examines how we got as a nation into our current predicament and how we could possibly get out of it. So after he goes through a litany of the many unprecedented messes the president has got us into, Fahrenheit 11.9 is a call for action, a plea to the complacent and the apathetic to get out and vote this November. Now, if you've ever been paying attention to the news, and I'm not saying the fake news, the news, most of Moore's argument will not be new to you, but I like his passion, his fervor, his sense of humor. Fahrenheit 11.9 probably doesn't have a long shelf life, but it does have urgency, which is almost as important. <laughs> You're not a Michael Moore fan, are you? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just kind of perplexed by what problems we've gotten ourselves into. Are you talking about the best jobs uh, reports in uh, 18 years? And, uh, Do you really want to open this conversation? Et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, uh, let's talk. <laughs> let's just movie, move. Right? Let's move along. We can continue to be friends. So, so after all these divisive <laughs> new releases, my art house pick is something I think everyone can enjoy. It's also a documentary, a biography of the late Gilda Radner, the standout star of the original cast of Saturday Night Live, who died of ovarian cancer at the age of 42, all the way back in 1989. Now, it's a debut feature-length film by Lisa DiPolito called Love, Gilda. And if you weren't already in love with the, uh, this winsome comedian who created such characters as Roseanne, Rosanna Dana, Emily Latella, which, by the way, I learned was based on her own grandmother, uh-huh. and hyperactive Lisa Lupner, you will be after you see this movie. It takes us from Gilda's early days growing up in Detroit to her training and growth as a comic in the Second City improv troupe in Toronto to her huge fame on Saturday Night Live. Now, later, she created her own one-woman show on Broadway, met the love of her life, Gene Wilder, made a few movies with him, before the inevitable downbeat ending as she grew sicker and sicker. What makes Love Gilda so effective is whole movies and audio tapes of Gilda that director DiPolito stitches together to have Gilda really narrate her own life. Wow. So, go bring Kleenex. This is, uh, you know, about 89. I didn't realize it was that long ago. It was that long ago? But, um, yeah, you know, look, uh, I was uh, a fan of Gilda Radner. I would watch... Uh, you know, Saturday Night Live, um, you know, when I was a kid and too young to be staying up late enough to watch it, but <laughs> yes. doing it anyway. Right. Um, and then uh, I remember her doing a cable special. Um, uh-huh. And I, I just remember that it was related just, to a Broadway show. It was Gilda. It was just a bunch of skits. And right. they all right. starred Gilda. And uh, one of the ones she was mocking Mick Jagger with the Rolling Stones. And I'll never forget one of the lines when she said uh, something about, I'm the biggest rock star in the world, and I don't even play a guitar or play an (laughs) instrument. And I'll just, I'll never forget that. I don't remember much about it, but I just remember that line or something similar to that being said. Meanwhile, that's getting an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, where where is this playing? Because this is something that honestly might get me out to see, because this is uh, interesting. I'm I'm pretty sure it's opening at the living room theaters in in both. So it may, may be wider still. I think once it catches on, I think everyone's going to want to see it. It's uh, It's been a very good year for documentaries. Uh, and this is one that I think may end up with an Oscar nomination. 
And I think later, um, uh, I, I think she was married to uh, Gene Wilder. I, I think she was involved with the uh, G.E. Smith as well. You're absolutely right. That was her first husband. Who yes. was, uh, I, don't, I don't think he's still with SNL, but he was for many years, uh, was the, the band leader. Right, uh, right. That, uh, Again, you know, from the early days. Right. That's where they met. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Wow. Okay. Um, all right, so let's so what's with something called Hellfest? I know you're not going to see this one, but I probably will. <laughs> Looks like this is coming out on the 28th. This is next week. Okay. Um, this is, um, you know, the folks at Universal Studios who do Halloween uh, Horror Nights. And yes, right. Some of these right. other parks who do the Halloween events, they're not going to be happy about this movie coming out. Why is that? This is about a masked killer who targets unsuspecting patrons at a horror theme park on Halloween Uh-oh. night. Uh-oh. So I thought it was I've, safe to go back in the theme park. I've seen this preview, and I'm like, okay, the folks at Universal are not too thrilled, I'm guessing, and it's not a Universal picture, obviously. Well, what if it calls attention to going to theme parks? Well, I don't think you. It doesn't bring the positive attention if you're going to go into a haunted house and get murdered. Just is what spell looks the like. name right. That's all they care about. So, so uh, a guy that's in this is in so many different horror films over the years. And you tell me because you probably won't know the answer to this. He played Candyman. If you you remember the uh, series about of horror films about I the know there was a song Candyman, Willy Wonka called Candyman. Is that all right? Well, Candyman was like he. Um, Anyway, it's Tony. Tony Todd is the guy's name. He's just a creepy guy, and uh, he was uh, very nice to his mother. He was in The Crow. He was in the uh, final couple of the Final Destination movies. Oh man, it's just something that you you, you have to be a you have to be a horror fan to understand to to know this stuff. I guess. Okay. Well, I'm proudly not. Um, so, On the other hand, I'm going to go see Night School. Yeah, uh, Tif- Tiffany uh, Haddish. And, yeah, uh, you should go see Hellfest, and then you're gonna and uh, Kevin Hart. Then you're gonna need the uh, Hart, the laughs. Right. I'm gonna see Smallfoot, an animated oh, film about a Yeti that's gonna, family. That's gonna bomb. Although it's got 67 percent already on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a week out. I have a one that I've already seen that I like a lot: The Children Act with Emma Thompson. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. She plays a, a British uh, magistrate. And I'm getting excited. I'm don't get the wrong idea. Yeah, we are t- only two weeks away uh-huh. from the fourth installment of A Star Is Born. That is getting such attention. October fifth. I can't wait for getting that. I hope talking. it's good. I hope it's good because it's one of those that I'm really. Oscars. Bradley Cooper's directing debut. Yes, and Lady Gaga and, and uh, Bradley starring. And then where, where did they drag Andrew Dice Clay out of? They. Ooh. Grabbed him. I'm sure it's not a big part. He's in this. Sam Elliott's in this. Dave Chappelle's in this. In fact, they would even give him billing. Andrew Dice. Yeah, he's in. Well, he's in the. Well, I don't think they bill him. You know, like during the. I'm looking at a cast and crew here, so okay. I don't know that. You know, maybe somewhere in the crowd. Uh, but I've noticed. You know, I was at the theaters last week, and they last weekend, and they they had more. Um, more you know, newer previews of this movie now. Uh-huh. It's not just uh-huh. the same one that's been running. They've got newer right. versions, and uh, so they're really, yeah, they're really giving it a lot, uh, a lot of attention. But in, in the early festival uh, circuit, it's gotten great reviews and uh, a lot of audience attention. Uh, looking forward to that one a lot. Uh, I saw Peppermint. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it. My takeaway uh, was, okay, so it is what I expected. It was Death Wish with a woman in the lead. Uh-huh. Um, but I thought she did a good job with it, um, and if you don't think about it too much, it and was an enjoyable to... movie. It was if you like, if you like those kind of of, uh, of movies, it's a good movie. Yeah, that uh, was... again, I likened it to uh, Atomic Blonde. Uh, I see. I I don't. I, I don't. Okay. I didn't think it. I 
that wasn't, I don't know. It was a, To me, that was a different type of movie. But, you know, tomato, tomato. A, a blonde with a gun in her hand and she's out for vengeance. What's the difference? Okay. Well, uh, Jennifer Garner's not blonde, I don't think. Uh, for ah, one, there you um, go. And uh, and the, and it was it was a different. It was a, to me, it was a death wish. Uh, but but going back to the good death wish movies, it was good to see her back uh, in an action picture. I, and they set up a. And I, I'm probably giving away something here, but they set up a sequel at the end. Okay, and so what made money? Of, what's the point of the title? I mean, yeah, it's the kid's favorite ice cream flavor. Um, so. yeah, I know. I, I I guess it's just supposed to get you to have that emotional tie to the girl. You know, it was interesting. I saw it with my, my uh, older daughter, and she, she said, how come in these visions, and again, this is kind of, you know, giving stuff away here, but whatever. Don't do uh, it. Whatever. It's been out. You know, you had time to see it. Um, <laughs> they, she kept having visions of her daughter coming to her, mm-hmm. and, but not the husband. <laughs> it was always just about the daughter. Nobody cares about the husband. <laughs> it's like, what about the husband? Nah. <laughs> the poor husband. Anyway, we're not going to give out the spoiler as to how this leads. Uh, Good. So I'll save Good. that spoiler. Okay. So, all right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wish they could move all that right, up by a week because I'm right. i about Fahrenheit 11.9. <laughs> He's still president. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, and Michael Moore's still uh, very still fat. Still making documentaries. <laughs> all right, we got other stuff next week you're going to love. All right, we'll talk then. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.